At 3 a.m., third shift, one lone scientist was monitoring the incoming photos from Einstein unit. The rest of the crew was on break or elsewhere within the facility on their various assignments. Jason Shannon was the lone scientist. He was a very youthful-looking 25-year-old. With his blonde hair and broad shoulders, he looked more like a backup quarterback in the NFL. He was only a year out of graduate school. He was fortunate, he believed, to find the position within the center. Many of his colleagues were still job-seeking or teaching at high schools. His credentials impressed the right people. He secured the job, but to his dismay, he was assigned to the 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift. He had hoped for more excitement than the graveyard shift, as some of his co-workers called it. He managed to sleep during the day thanks to over-the-counter sleep aids. Usually 3 a.m. was the beginning of the witching hours, when the main concern was getting sleepy. Not tonight. Jason sat bolt upright when he saw the photograph of the asteroid. All the data was on the screen, verified and re-verified. He pressed the panic button that would activate the pager of his supervisor, Thomas Sink. Thomas Sink was a 65-year-old veteran of the space agency and thinking about retirement. Mr. Shannon, he said in his professorial tone, I hope you have sufficient cause to contact me at this hour of the morning. He had not been far, only the break room getting much-needed coffee. Yes, sir, I do, Jason responded. Have something interesting on the monitor, do you? Good God! Thomas Sink had been rendered speechless. He stared at the monitor. He mouthed the words, Is this possible? The analysis on the spectroscope has verified and re-verified its composition, Jason announced. How many miles from Earth? Thomas Sink inquired. Four million and no danger of hitting Earth. Its orbit is away from us. Diameter? A thousand miles. Again, Thomas Sink was mute. He thought of the protocol involved, who to contact, who to speak to. The paperwork would be endless. After all, they were government employees. We need to contact the Pentagon, NASA, and the White House. I thought that was just if there was a possibility of impact. I understand what you're saying, but this is radically different. What about the media? Jason wondered aloud. They mustn't learn about this, at least not now. I understand. Unknown to Thomas Sink, Jason attached a photograph of the asteroid and emailed it to his personal computer at home. When the other scientists returned to their stations, Thomas called for a meeting. Everything about the asteroid would be kept secret until further notice. He realized to himself how difficult that would be, due to anyone at any time placing an image of the asteroid on the Internet. Still, they would try. When 7 a.m. arrived, the incoming shift was briefed on the asteroid, and also sworn to secrecy. At 7.45 a.m., Jason returned to his apartment. He turned on his computer and downloaded the image of the asteroid. He clicked Save. He ate his breakfast that consisted of orange juice and an egg muffin. Then he went to bed after taking a sleeping pill.
At 3 p.m., Jason awoke to the rude sounds of his alarm clock. He walked into the living room and turned on his computer. He checked his email and noted the photograph that he had sent to himself. He clicked on Save.